Hello and welcome to Sharp Tech. I'm Andrew Sharp, and this is a free preview of today's episode. Ben, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I am high energy right now because we recorded Dithering a day early, so I'm already in my podcasting groove. Mm. We did talk about Google I.O. on that podcast. We are not going to talk about it here because, see, that's a 15-minute podcast, so we can watch the Verge 15-minute video and sort of do an instant reaction. Mm-hmm. For this hour podcast, I want to watch the full hour. You want to stretch you know, out. However long yeah. it was. Yes. Use yes. the space. So, take advantage. Absolutely. I like it. Explore explore the territory. Yes. Or whatever <laughs> it is. Well, uh, yes, we can cover Google I.O. next week. And that dovetails nicely with the scheduling announcement we have. Do you want to tell people what we're going to be doing next week? Oh, just next week, we'll only have one episode, and it'll come out in the middle of the week, and we'll do it live. I, I'm traveling next week for a short trip. I will be fortunate enough to see you, mm. uh, and so we'll record an in-person podcast next week. We will probably talk about Google, although no promises, um, but uh, but yeah, so don't expect an episode on Monday. Expect one on Tuesday or Wednesday or somewhere in there, and that'll be it for the week, so uh there you go. There you go. We'll make up. We'll make up for the decrease in quantity with an increase in quality. <laughs> I love a good in-person podcast. So looking forward to seeing you. Also looking forward to podcasting with you in the same room. Listeners, if you've got stuff you want us to hit, you can send questions to email at sharptech.fm. But who knows whether we'll have enough time. You know what I mean? We got Google. We got a lot of good questions as it is. So for now, Ben... Let's dive in to the mailbag we have here, a traditional mailbag. We're just going to bounce That's all right. over we the gotta, place. That's right. We got to clean out the queue. We got to clean, clean out the queue. I so mean, we did like 65 minutes on chips in China earlier in the week. So that was sort of the main course. And this is dessert. Uh, let's start with Cameron. He says, a few weeks ago, when you guys were discussing Xbox and whether Microsoft should pull out, Andrew made a comment along the lines of, Well, at least it's not like Reality Labs, just burning money. In the next section about Microsoft ads on Netflix, Ben made the point that tech only works if you run losses at the beginning to make money in the long run. To have an instinctual rejection of that is a problem. So here's my question. If Meta believes the AR VR market will be the next dominant consumer platform, doesn't it make sense to burn billions in the short term to reap the benefits in a decade? I think the narrative around this market might soon flip dramatically after Apple announces their headset and convinces the average person why they might one day want one. The biggest beneficiary in the short term in that scenario will likely be Meta and the Quest 3, which is launching this fall for around $500. What do you think? So, Andrew, do you have a problem for because you're instinctually rejecting this? I mean, so Reality Labs, that's Facebook's VR division for anybody unaware. Uh, and we talked a lot about it last fall, their massive bet. I don't have a problem with it in principle. The scale of the money that they've been lighting on fire for the past few years is pretty astounding. So I don't know. I mean, do you have any thoughts on how they fit into your framework for tech and running losses at the beginning? Right. Well, I mean, from a high level perspective, Cameron is absolutely right. Of course, you need to spend money up front to do it. And they are spending money up front. Right. So everything's good. Well, the problem that I have and I've had this again, this is a one of my longest running sort of positions. I've had lots of debates with Facebook executives about this. Um, I mean, I've obviously interviewed Mark Zuckerberg, but the first time I ever talked to him, literally the first thing out of his mouth was, 
why are you so against our VR efforts? <laughs> like this is this is not our good for like, him. Before. Yeah, because um, I had just written another piece like complaining about it. Talk about taking and, advantage of the space. You know, air your grievances, Mark. Hey, you know, yeah, you, you know, say, say what you will about you know executives. They will get right to the point. They don't have much time. <laughs> so the 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 issue is the nature of Facebook's business relative to the nature of say Apple's business. Mm-hmm. Facebook is a services company. They they're and they're a social network. They're a user generated content network. However, you, I, I've actually tra- sort of taken to distinguishing between social networks, where it's about who you know, and like messaging apps are like the the perfect example of this, versus a user generated content network, which is like like TikTok is the perfect example of this, where it doesn't actually really matter who you know. It's all about like sort of the content and user generating. And I actually think that's an increasingly important distinction. And one of the things Meta is doing with Reels, for example, is they talk a lot on their earnings about not just we have a lot of Reels, but how many of them are being shared and spurring sort of conversations. Yep. So they're they're je- definitely trying to meld the two, but I think they are sort of two distinct categories. But where they do share a commonality is that they benefit from more people being on it, right? And, and, and this isn't just a software leverage question where you build a piece of software once you want to leverage it over as many people as possible. It's that literally the value in the network comes from there being more content, there being more people, there being more connections, all those sorts of things. And Facebook, more than any other company, or Meta, I should say, more than any other company, benefits from reaching every single person on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's the whole reason they exist, right? And so in this world, it is always a distraction and a problem to be building your own hardware platform that entails cost of goods sold that has marginal costs to produce. And this goes back, this is what a, this was a huge topic in the early days of strategy where at the time the rivalry between iPhone and Android was was at its peak. And not just and I I think I've talked about in the context of uh, everyone was assuming Apple was doomed and strategy got a ton of traction early by making the case that actually, no, they're not. They're actually in a very strong position that's going to get stronger over time for reasons we can get into about the relative size of the market, the size of their ecosystem, all those sorts of things. I'd say that's a take that aged well. Well, and it's funny. It's hard to believe now, but it was a super contrarian opinion sort of at the time. The only people making that were like Apple people. And someone to take like a, a, a business sort of lens to it was was like no one was sort of making that case. Mm-hmm. And so you fast forward, obviously that ended up being, being the case. But but my argument that was the company that was making a big mistake was not Apple. It was Google. The problem with Google is they fell so in love with the idea of building their own platform because platforms are always the allure in tech, right? Like it's like the Microsoft, everyone came up in the age of Microsoft and, and got at the power and importance of windows and like, in like just the most essential software on earth and the way that it tied in developers with an API on one side and tied in all the hardware makers with the bottom API on the other. And, and just like what a compelling position and how much power and, wealth and influence like came from that position and everyone wanted to be that. And so Google comes along and suddenly they have their own platform and it's really important. And it's a really big deal. And they shifted into this. We are taking on Apple mindset and they would have these Google IOs like Google IO just happened this week, but you go back a decade and they're on there just taking pot shots at Apple and like very explicitly saying, we're the open free alternative. We're not like, you know, the, the, the empire 
Darth Vader or whatever, mm-hmm. trying to like limit your freedom X Y Z. Role reversal which is for all Apple. Most... <laughs> they were the ones fighting the evil empire initially, right? And and this was sort of the, the contrarian take is that the, the the take should not have been that Apple was making a mistake by failing to open up. It's that Google was making a mistake by even trying to fight Apple. And the reason is because the nature of Google as a company just like Facebook, is to be everywhere, is to serve everyone, not just to get leverage on all their costs, but also the more people using Google services, the more sort of you know feedback you get. They don't have quite the same network effect that, say, a user-generated content network does, but they have similar – just in general, they get more leverage on their business, and it functions better the more people that use it. Right. And it was insane. It was like – it was insane to suddenly have the entire focus of your company to be fighting Apple – when Apple was by nature and by structure your partner, like they were, they they were not so insane. Though I, the only question I have is, Apple used its advantages to become the most successful company on the planet. So, isn't that ultimately what Google was trying to do, and why Facebook is currently lighting money on fire doing R and D with VR, trying to create well, no, their well, own hardware that they can use to conquer the world? The goal is to maximize your company and what you do. Like it's not to like for Google to become a hardware company or to become like a platform company was in direct opposition to Google's core product mm-hmm. and the way that Google was differentiated. Google was a horizontal company that needed to work across every device. Apple's a vertical company. And the key thing here is Apple, by definition of its business model, is not serving the whole market, right? The, the, it, it's an exclusionary model. Yeah, Your addressable market choice. is not – that's right, it, it, an appropriate choice. Business involves trade-offs. That's the choice Apple makes. They're not going to pursue – the lower end to the extent they pursue the lower end. It's like, we'll have a great used phone program, right? Like that's, that's literally like the strategy. Google is serving everyone. And again, this aligns with an advertising business model. Advertising can scale to everyone. We talked about this in the context of Netflix and things like that. Like, like services, businesses need to serve everyone. They need to be on every device. This was a great strategic move. Netflix made Roku started as a Netflix product and Netflix was about to launch it. And suddenly Someone at the top, Reed Hastings or whoever, is like, wait, Netflix succeeds if it's on every single device in the world. That's how we get leverage on our content. If we launch a hardware product, Mm. all the hardware makers that we need to be on are going to see us as a threat. That would be very bad for our business. We're letting the tail wag the dog. So they spun out Roku. Roku became its own company that, of course, has Netflix built in. And then Netflix is also on Apple TV, and they're also on Fire TV, and they're also built into every single TV in the world. That's why your remote has a Netflix button on it. All right, and that's the end of the free preview. If you'd like to subscribe and receive every episode of this show, you can do so by subscribing to Stratechery Plus. That'll give you access to every Sharp Tech episode, all of our Sharp China episodes, the Dithering Podcast with Ben and John Gruber, daily analysis of the tech business from Ben, and more shows that we'll be adding in the months to come. If you'd like to become a subscriber, click the link in your show notes to get access to the entire Stratechery universe.